The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome to History Hour, celebrating the rich history of Long Island. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am Dale Spencer, your host, and you are listening to History Island on LI News Radio 103.9. Thanks for coming back, everybody. So, when we left you last week, we had been talking about Thanksgiving and hunger on Long Island. And it's basically the subject of hunger in the world, but hunger on Long Island. We had talked about Harry Chapin. We had a great guest on from. Uh, Island Harvest, and they talked to us about a lot of things that they were doing. Uh, we were going to have a guest on from um, Long Island Cares, but they had some technical problems, so they're going to be on before Christmas, and we're going to hear from them about what some of their efforts are, because they still need donations for Christmas. Um, when I did talk about uh, Harry Chapin last week, I think I failed to mention Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers, the man who really helped Harry Chapin start the whole World Hunger Year thing. And um, we owe Bill Ayers, um, a great guy, a lot of credit for what he did. So anyway, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and some different things that are going on with that. Now, what I never was able to really get to last week is for people who are kind of, there's a lot of people who are down and out and they don't have much money and they might not be able to uh, afford a Thanksgiving dinner. And it's a tough year for some people, you know, as you know, with the inflation and all the different things. So I'm going to give you a few places that have a free Thanksgiving dinner um, this year. Um, One of them is in Bayshore, Pronto of Long Island, and they're located at 128 Pioneer Drive. And from 1130 to 2 p.m., they're going to be serving a free Thanksgiving dinner. Um, We also have AMVETS on 44 West Main Street in Bayshore, and they're going to be doing it from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, if you really need a dinner or you need some companionship, for example, some people are away from their family and they're all alone. Great place to go, these places. Babylon has the Monsoon Asian Kitchen at Deer Park Avenue, 48 Deer Park Avenue, and they are going to feed Babylon residents from 1130 to 2 p.m. Um, you would want to call them in advance if you're going to go down, but they'll feed you. 631 587 944, or I'm sorry, 4-400. Now in CI, we have the Knights of Columbus, 62 Carlton Avenue. And again, they're going to be feeding people 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. You don't need cash to go to these events. Just head down there if you need a good meal. Colpeg, the Circle of Love Ministry, 20 Wreath Street. And they're um, feeding from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. this year. Um, Lake Grove has the the Gather Inn. It's at 792 Hawkins Avenue, and they're going to start doing a dinner at 1.30 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Down the road in Lindenhurst, the Fireside Saloon, a really neat place, 216 West Montauk Highway. You can show up there at noon, and they'll feed you at noon. St. John's El- uh, Evel, uh, Evangelist Lutheran Church, 36 East John Street in Lindenhurst. 
they're also going to start 1 p.m. feeding people. Now we can take a trip out east to Medford and we get the Harrison Hale Community Cafe at 61 Shirley Lane. They're going to feed people from noon to 3. In Rocky Point, uh, the Invited Inn, 716 Route 25A, 1 p.m., they'll be serving a meal. Of course, in my own town of Ronkonkoma, the Amvets Post, 48, great group of people at 115 Church Street, they're going to be feeding people from noon to 4. Wyandanch, the Bread of Life Fellowship at 1345 Straight Path. They're going to be feeding people from 2 to 5. Now, let's jump over to Nassau County. Uh, East Rockaway, we have the Bethany Congregational Church at 100 Main Street in East Rockaway. And they're going to feed people from 1 to 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. The St. Raymond of Pentecost Church, 263 Atlantic Avenue. In that town, they're also going to be feeding from noon to 3 p.m. Now let's jump over to Freeport, the Freeport Rec Center. They're going to have a nice Thanksgiving meal, 130 East Merrick Road, 5 to 9 p.m. So that's a later meal. That's actually going to be at dinner time. Glen Cove, we have the North Shore Inn, Seven Continental Place in Glen Cove, and they're going to start feeding people at noon. If you're over in Hempstead, the Mary Brennan Inn Soup Kitchen, a really great place. They have done some amazing work over the years. They're one of Long Island's original soup kitchens. And they're at 100 Madison Avenue, and they're going to be feeding people from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Really wonderful people over there. In Island Park, um, we have the Sacred Heart Parish Center, and that's presented by the Carlisle Cafe, and they're going to be feeding people at 301 Long Beach Road, 1 p.m. for residents of Island Park Village and Harbor Island, 4 p.m. for residents of Barnum Island. Um, the Sierra South Restaurant in, on Beach Street, 777 West Beach Street, they're going to be people from noon to 4 p.m. That's only for Long Beach residents also. The Young Israel of Long Beach um, at 120 Long Beach Boulevard will be feeding everybody from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Now over in Massapequa, the Manor East Catering Hall, 201 Jerusalem Avenue. They're actually going to do a really long-term thing. Noon to 8, they're going to have dinner for people who really need a meal. Oceanside, we've got the Oceanside High School Interfaith Thanksgiving Dinner. That's an annual event, 3160 Skillman Avenue, and they're going to be feeding people from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. In Port Washington, finally, we have the La Pinta Lagara on 47 Shore Road. And they're going to feed people from noon to 3 p.m. They don't, they're expecting big crowds, so they do ask that you call ahead for a reservation. It's free. 516-767-6490. So anyway, that's some places that those of you who might not be able to afford to get together with your family and have a nice Thanksgiving meal, there you can go and you can find some really kind people to talk to 
They'll treat you like you belong there. If you're down and out and you're feeling too proud to go, don't feel that way because this is to help people out, and that's what all these people are dying to do. They want to help their fellow man get by and eat on that holiday and have some good cheer and some and the whole thing of what basically Thanksgiving is all about. Thanksgiving is a great holiday because it is all about getting together with other people and giving thanks for the things in our life that we have. Some people have a lot. Other people don't have much. But I think we all have something to be thankful for. And um, I can't speak for everybody. But usually if you look around you, you can find someone in this society today who's doing a lot worse than you are, no matter how you feel like things are going for you. And there's a lot of people out there who want to help and they care about other people. And it's just a wonderful thing that that happens. So we're going to talk a little more after we come back from our break about um, a little bit about the history of Thanksgiving and um, some of the events that go along with it and um, some of the music that has been made that actually celebrates Thanksgiving. It's not like Christmas and other holidays. There's not a lot of Thanksgiving music. But we've dug a couple of nice pieces up for you, and we're going to play those for you. So anyway, thanks to all those people who are feeding the people who are less fortunate. And we'll be back after the break. You are listening to History Island. I'm your history guy, Dale Spencer, and you're listening on Lally News Radio 103.9 FM. And we will see you back on the other side of the break. Hi, my name is Mike Cueva. And I'm Lisa Steffens, and we work at BLD's Restaurant on Hawkins Avenue in Ronkonkoma. And we would love for everybody to come on down and visit us and check out our food items and our friendly atmosphere. We decorate all the time year-round. And like I said, we are family-owned. I'm there 20 years. Mike next to me is there about 15. And we would love everybody to come in and join us. Yeah, you have to try our pancakes, our waffles, our French toast, even our ribs. Ribs are good. Burgers are great as well. And don't forget, our police officers, our veterans, our fire department, we give discounts for veterans, police officers, seven days a week. So come on down and visit us. Our business hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're known for your home away from home. Everybody, welcome back to History Island on 103.9 Ally News Radio. I'm Dale Spencer, your host, and um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of you out there that are traveling right now, and you might be listening to us while you're traveling. So get home where you're going safely. It's not the nicest night out. And um, tomorrow is, of course, the busiest travel day of the year, and that is the day before Thanksgiving. And a record number of people are expected to travel this year. Everybody's kind of back out after the horrible pandemic that kept us all home for a couple of years and away from the family. So go out there and enjoy your Thanksgiving. So anyway, we're going to talk a little about Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving's an interesting holiday because it's really just all about thanks for the things we have in life. 
Now, we talk about Thanksgiving as an American holiday, but obviously Thanksgiving and holidays like it, um, celebrations of life and survival had really started, excuse me, long, (laughs) long before um, America started celebrating Thanksgiving. And um, so there was celebrations in Europe all over the place. And in fact, probably as long as people have ever gotten together to break bread together, there's been some kind of celebration like Thanksgiving. But anyway, the way that it's talked about here, there was some settlers from um, England who came over and they settled down south. And they actually had a celebration, a two-day party in 1619. Um, with local people, local Native Americans from that area, and they celebrated their successful journey over from England. That is quite a while before the first celebration at Plymouth Rock, which is, of course, in 1621. Now, uh, we should talk a little about that for a celebration. I know that I grew up like a typical Long Island kid, and we always heard the story about Thanksgiving. And the story about Thanksgiving was all prim and proper, and it was about the pilgrims and the Indians, and they all had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner together. And it was, you know, past the gravy and the turkey and the cranberry sauce. Um, My research director said jokingly the other day, yeah, the cranberry sauce out of a can and the candied yams. Well, it really wasn't like that. Um, at all the first celebration because it was quite different. First of all, those first uh, natives who came over on the Mayflower, well, that they went through basically a living hell to get here. They had a 66-day crossing from Plymouth, England. That was where they started out from. And they were headed for Virginia. And they didn't start uh, really on time. They didn't start till um, September of that year. 66-day crossing, and they kind of got blown off course. It was a horrendous journey where most of the time, bad storms in the ocean, they they couldn't even go outside of the cabin. And, you know, we're talking four-foot ceilings above your head where you were in this ship. And um, it was a really tough crossing. And not only was the crossing tough, but they didn't wind up where they wanted to be. And where they wound up landing was the tip of Cape Cod. Well, the problem was now they landed at the tip of Cape Cod in November. So the winter was already setting in, and it was cold when they landed. So they spent the first winter. uh, They eventually crossed over from the tip of Cape Cod. They crossed over the Massachusetts River, and they actually started to create a village over in Plymouth, um, which was nothing. It was the wilderness then. So they um, started doing that. And, I mean, it was a rough winter. So basically, out of the slightly less than 100 people who had come over on the ship, um, more than half of them died over that winter. They didn't survive. A lot of them stayed on the ship and never went on the land. And they um, died of exposure. They died of scurvy. They got contagious diseases. Um, It was really, really tough. And it didn't look like they were really going to survive. They didn't have the skills to survive in the area. And they did wind up um, meeting up with some Native Americans of the area. And that was the uh, Wampukana tribe. And um, they met an Indian named um, Saranto. And that particular Indian had been, it was interesting. And don't mind that I'm calling him an Indian. We know they're Native Americans. And... Um, They actually saved these people because that one gentleman had been 
um, kidnapped over to England. And while he was over there, he had learned to speak English. And he came back. He wound up back free again, escaped. And he knew how to speak English. So what he did over the next year um, when the spring came was he helped those, they called them the pilgrims. He helped them a lot. He helped them learn to farm, to cultivate corn, to fish in the river, um, to get maple sap out of the trees, and basically, you know, made the difference um, and and helped them have a relationship with the Wampanoag tribe. And um, so they survived that year. And um, they survived through the year, and they and they finally had their first corn harvest. And what they did is, when they got to the end of the year in 1621, and they had survived, they decided to have a celebration to celebrate their survival. And what they did is, they invited that local tribe, and they all had uh, a party together, basically. It was three-day celebration, and they had a lot of food, but not the food we think of as Thanksgiving. And they all spent that time together, and they had a good relationship with that tribe. And um, they actually had a good relationship with them for many years to come after that, one of the rare times when European settlers and Native Americans got along and had a really good relationship. And they survived. Now, the next two years was a drought, and then it was two more years before they had another celebration. But now, none of these celebrations were called Thanksgiving. They were just celebrations to, you know, celebrate the fact that they had survived and that they were making it here. But, of course, what happened is that um, they did make it here, and they survived. And um, the 1623 celebration was really a big one because they had survived the drought. And it was a really bad drought, And but it was one thing after another they got hit with while they were here. So now we were established in the United States, and... Um, Obviously, they've set, more settlers came over and started populating the country more, and it went on and on like that. And, um, of course, now the relationship between Native Americans and the Europeans who came over is a big subject of controversy over the years, um, and many people have different opinions about what actually happened. And I'm not going to go really deeply into that. Um, I would suggest you all read up on it yourselves. And find out what you can find out because there was a lot that went on. So anyway, as we go through time, eventually now we colonize America and we're set up here. And um, we get to the time when we start to revolt against England. And what happens at that point is um, around 1795, I believe that year was, um, George Washington actually proclaims a day of thanks for the survival of America and everything that's gone on. And it wasn't actually called Thanksgiving yet, but um, he did that. Now, he wasn't the only president who did that for the next years. John Adams eventually proclaimed a day of celebration like that too. And so did James Madison, the next president after him. And um, they all proclaimed this day of celebration, and it was not called Thanksgiving but it was a day of celebrating our survival here in America. And again, it was celebrated with food and, and good talk and food. Now, as we go along, what eventually happens is um, in 1817, New York, uh, as usual, as always like New York, first in line to do everything, always ahead of the rest of the curve, 
actually announces an annual Thanksgiving Day. And that was in 1817. And so now that was the first Thanksgiving Day. Now, a whole bunch of the other states in the country that existed at that time also had Thanksgiving Days, you know, Harvest Festival at the end of the fall. But the interesting thing was at first, they were all celebrated on different days. Uh, Each state would have their own day that was Thanksgiving. And actually, um, people down south weren't even really very aware of Thanksgiving. It was just something that was really celebrated up here. But as usual, New York led the way, and New York uh, chose the fourth Thursday in November to celebrate their Thanksgiving. And then eventually the other states all started falling in line with that date. But it was quite a while before that happened. And um, it was, you know, it was a ways. And um, now still, New York had announced it, but it wasn't actually considered an official holiday on the books yet. It was just a day that they had announced. And um, so it goes on like that. And um, anyway, we're going to tell a little more about that history. And um, we're going to do that after we come back from our next break. So you are listening to... Our Thanksgiving special, History Island, 103.9 FM, LA News Radio. I'm Dale Spencer, your host, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Everybody, welcome back. History Island, 103.9 FM, LA News Radio, and I'm Dale Spencer, your host, your history guy. So, we're talking about Thanksgiving, but let's get a little business out of the way first. So, you're going around, and you're shopping, and you're going to be running all around for the next couple of days. Well, if you need some extra items, or a good breakfast, or a good lunch, stop at the Handy Pantry, 279 Smithtown Boulevard in this concert. They make one of the best breakfast sandwiches around. They have great, great cold cut specials all year round. Really good specials. Um, You need those extra items for your Thanksgiving dinner. Well, they have a large selection of different kinds of produce and canned items and a great amount of drinks and snacks and all kinds of things. Go see Scotty and his staff down there, and they'll take good care of you at the Handy Pantry at 279 Smithtown Boulevard. Their number is 631-467-4577. Give them a call. Now, we have another company. I love this company, Long Island Elite Limo, the best limo company on Long Island. They're located at 768 Middle Country Road in St. James. They do all kinds of limo work. Um, If you want to do it, they can do it. Airport trips, winery trips in the summer, uh, they can bring you to a tailgate party at a game. Going to one of the football games this year and you don't want to drive and you want to be able to drink and party and have a good time, take a limo. You can tailgate right out of the limo at the game. So anyway, they can be reached at 
888-532-5466. And you can talk to Charlie over there or Matt or Chris or Reggie. They'll all take care of you. The most reliable company, clean, wonderful new cars. So go see them. Before we go any further, I would like to thank, as usual, my producer, John Gifford. Can't do the show without him. Thank you, John. And also, my research director, Janet Rishbeter. Couldn't do the show without her either. Handing me notes as we go along every week. So I thank you, too. You two are my heroes. So anyway, we were talking about the history of Thanksgiving. So... What we had basically gotten to was the festival, and now it had kind of been unofficially um, announced by a few of the presidents as a day, but it really wasn't an official day like Thanksgiving is an official holiday now, federal holiday. And there was one lady who actually was really, really instrumental in getting this holiday recognized as an official holiday, and that was Sarah Josephina Hale. Now, you might go, who? Well, Sarah Josephina Hale is well-known as the author of that great kid's song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. And, of course, we all know that song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Wherever Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. So anyway, she was uh, she loved Thanksgiving, and she's known today as the mother of Thanksgiving. She lobbied for the holiday to get officially um recognized and she spent 36 years lobbying for that to happen finally in 1863 during the civil war she got abraham lincoln to actually declare it a holiday and so she is considered the mother of thanksgiving forgotten these days but that was the the way it went so from 1863 on it became pretty established as a holiday in america kind of what it is today And as we got into the 1900s, of course, and the food got more and more extravagant as we went along, also what happened is other businesses got involved. In 1924, Macy's had the brilliant idea to start the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the very first one. And that started in 1924. The two-and-a-half-mile parade that goes down Fifth Avenue, And they started creating the floats. And, of course, that has gone on from 1924 to this day, two days from now. Actually, tomorrow night, they'll do the great event in the city, which is the blowing up of the balloons. And if you go along Central Park West anytime tomorrow night, they set it up where you can walk through the whole thing and watch the balloons set up. It's a pretty amazing thing. You can talk to the balloon uh, handlers. You watch the balloons go from flat on the ground to blown up by the end of the night. It's a great event for the kids and the family if you want to take a trip into the city. Um, I've done it numerous years, and it's really, really fun. And um, so, of course, Thursday will be the Thanksgiving Day Parade. We don't know what's going to happen. If it's too windy, they won't allow the floats up. But, you know, most years they manage to get that to happen. So now, as the country has developed and we've gone along, a lot of traditions have developed along Thanksgiving. For example, you can't talk about Thanksgiving without talking about football. 
many football games, three on Thanksgiving Day, I believe, and the whole weekend of Thanksgiving. And it's been a long, long tradition that while half the family cooks, the other fam half of the family is watching football. Now, the people who don't like football might be watching the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which was made in the 60s, and that is a wonderful Charlie Brown um, event that happens, you know, they show it every year um, on there. Now, some other interesting events happen. Um, it started, we don't know when this one started, but it, it supposedly started with Abraham Lincoln, but it didn't always happen. But now it's a regular event, and it's the annual turkey pardoning event. So what happens is the president of the United States, all the way from the 1800s on, was always given two or three turkeys at Thanksgiving time. And um, eventually, Abraham Lincoln decided he was going to let his live turkey, they gave him two dressed turkeys and a live one, he was going to let the live one live. So now what it's come, become an official event every year, <clears throat> and for example, this year, two turkeys came from Missouri, and the two turkeys' names are Liberty and Bell. And they had a limo ride in a big Escalade limo to the White House. And they go and they stand in front of the president and he basically pardons them. And they get to live the rest of their life on a farm somewhere on a preserve. It's a very interesting event. And uh, a lot of people like it and a lot of kids show up for that one. Of course, Thanksgiving is the busiest travel day of the year, the day before Thanksgiving and that weekend. Now, you know, Thanksgiving has a lot of interesting um, history that goes with it in different times. So, for example, um, I was talking about Thanksgiving songs. So, in, um, in 1942, um, the world was in a really dark place, kind of almost like what the world is like today. The world is in a very dark place right now, and we all want to get ourselves out of it. But uh, World War II was going on. It was the middle of World War II. It would be another year before Hitler started fading away and we started winning the war. And um, so a, a great Long Islander, um, Irving Berlin, the great songwriter, he actually was writing a play that year. And it was, it was they turned it into a movie. And the movie was called Holiday Inn. And the movie starred Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. And... Um, Irving Berlin, our great songwriter, wrote 12 songs for that movie. And um, out of the 12 songs, one of the songs that came out of that, that he had written, he actually written this song a little earlier, but he used it in the movie, was the song White Christmas. I think everybody knows that song. And that became a massive, massive hit that year. Um, Irving Berlin, the reason I'm bringing him up with a Halloween song is because he's a Long Islander. He grew up here on Long Island, like us. So anyway, he wrote these 12 songs, and they all were really popular, and the movie was very popular. Still shows and streams, and you see it. Um, the movie originally opened August 4th, 1942, at the Paramount Theater in New York City. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to hear one of the songs out of that movie that relates to Thanksgiving, and it's a Bing Crosby song. And um, it's, well, you'll hear the message for yourself. It's a great message. I've got plenty to be thankful for I haven't got great big yachts To sail from 
short is short Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got plenty to be thankful for No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got eyes to see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. To see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, buy them all, five and ten cents store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. And, of course, that was the great Bing Crosby singing, I've Got a Lot to Be Thankful For. Um, I can believe that message that we all have that in our lives. Things could be better for a lot of people, but we have a lot to be thankful for. And that was a really popular movie, and that song was pretty popular. And it's one of the few songs that really actually refers to Thanksgiving. And it's written by a Long Islander, Irving Berlin. By the way, just to tell you, a couple of songs Irving Berlin wrote, White Christmas. He also wrote God Bless America. Um, It goes on and on. He wrote 2,000 amazing songs, Irving Berlin, and movies and plays. So anyway, another interesting event that happens around that time in history is our president, FDR, at the end of the Depression, decides that he is going to move Thanksgiving up a week to one week earlier so that more people will be able to shop for Christmas gifts and it will uh, extend the Christmas um, shopping season and help the economy a little bit. So he thought this was a great idea, and so he changed Thanksgiving to one week earlier. Well, the reaction to it was not exactly what he expected. 
So it became well known as Franksgiving. And um, people really ridiculed him for moving the holiday up like that. And um, it really didn't go so well. And, of course, it wasn't very long before the Congress stepped in after that and actually declared Thanksgiving to be officially the fourth week in November like it is now. So not the best idea by FDR, but he was trying to help the country. Um, Just one of those ill-advised plans that he had had. So we moved forward, and of course, um, there's another Long Islander who wrote a really neat Thanksgiving song, and um, that was this guy named, many of you know him, Arlo Guthrie. So what Arlo Guthrie did is he wrote a song in 1967 called Alice's Restaurant. Alice's Restaurant, a great song. It's in that inimitable style of Arlo Guthrie. Uh, Arlo Guthrie is the... Um, child of Woody Guthrie, the, one of the most prominent folk singers of the 20th century, who also heavily influenced Bob Dylan's style. But anyway, Ola made this song, Alice's Restaurant. Um, it was 18 minutes and 34 seconds long. Um, we obviously can't play that on this show right now, but what we are going to do is give you a little sample of Alice's Restaurant, a giant hit by Ola Guthrie. <laughs> You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and having all that room. So anyway, it's a classic. Um, it goes on for 18 minutes like that. It's a story about um, basically a, poli- a kind of a, a story of the time about the draft and how ridiculous it was and against the Vietnam War, told in all of Guthrie's timeless style. Um, a lot of stations played it every Thanksgiving on FM radio. For years, it was a standard. It's the probably the most well-known Thanksgiving song, except for the songs in the Charlie Brown Christmas special. So Arlo's still around today performing. He doesn't really often perform that song, but if you ever get a chance to go see him, go see him. He's really, really great, and um, he's just a great folk singer. So anyway... Um, Arlo did that song. Now, that was a giant hit. And two years later, they actually made a movie of it called Alice's Restaurant. Um, Not necessarily the greatest movie ever made, but it was an interesting movie. And um, it it did really well because in that time, everybody loved Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie was also one of the heroes of Woodstock when he performed there. And just a well-loved guy. And... um, it was all about the um, about a, a long story about his life. I would suggest that you listen to it. And if you put on some FM stations that play classic rock, you might find one that plays that whole 18-minute, 34-second song um, on Thanksgiving. Um, so anyway, 
the little restaurant that is called Alice's Restaurant in the store in the song was actually a real restaurant um, from a friend of his, and it went out of business a long time ago. And in 1991, Ola Guthrie bought this place in, up in Massachusetts, and it's now called the Guthrie Center, and it does performances and charity events and all kinds of different things. So that's some of our history of Thanksgiving songs. There's not a whole lot of them, but I think it's interesting that two of the prominent ones are written by Long Islanders. Says something about Long Island in New York, obviously. So now before we go, I have a really special announcement to make. And um, that is that down in Bayshore, the Bolton Center in Bayshore is back in business. It was closed for a couple of years. It's a great story. Frank Bolton, the owner of the Long Island Ducks, a great, great Long Islander, he originally bought the theater, it was the Regent Theater in Bayshore from the 1920s, and he donated it to the YMCA, who ran it for a number of years. Well, it eventually closed down, so Frank bought it back, and it opened about two weeks ago. And it's doing a lot of great performances. It's going to have Orleans playing December 2nd, Bill Kirchin from Commander Cody December 8th. Um, it goes on and on. Um, the English Town Project on January 20th. The English Town Project is a band that plays songs from the Grateful Dead's English Town concert, among other things. Livingston Teller, the great Livingston Teller, February 3rd. Um, Pure Prairie League, February 29th. Kenny Kearney, a lot of people love him, March 9th. And it goes on and on. So this is a new theater again. And it is going to have some of the great performances happen. So between the Patrick Theater and there and many other theaters, which we're going to cover on a future show soon, you're going to be able to see some great live music and some great plays all throughout the winter if you're interested in doing it. Call up the Bolton Center and you will be able to get tickets. Their number is 631-969-1101. And talk to Linda at the box office. She'll take good care of you. So that's been our Halloween show. I just want to say to everybody, I want to say to everybody out there that um, get together with your families, have a great Thanksgiving. And hang on, my research director has something she wants me to say. Oh, I guess I said Halloween. I'm still thinking about our great fun Halloween show. And she said, happy Thanksgiving. So everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Take care of each other. You are listening to History Island on 103.9 FM, LI News Radio. And I'm Dale Spencer, your Halloween to Thanksgiving host. Thanks a lot, everybody. (laughs) 